Hey everybody and welcome back to our podcast Night and Moon. I am Tanner Knight and joined with me as always is the lovely Gabby Luna. Hello. Hello. How are you baby? I'm doing great. (laughs) You look great. Thanks. So do you. (laughs) So we are going to continue our conversation about Halloween. It's basically our Halloween potpourri but we left off in the middle in the the heat of (laughs) Our topic, which was spooky stories. Spooky. And if you recall, we were talking about Ouija. Or what do you call it? Ouija. I'm sorry. Ouija. (laughs) Does it have a different name in Mexico? Yeah. La Ouija. La Ouija. Uh Uh-huh. Wow. So I thought it was Ouija. (laughs) It's Ouija. Ouija. No, it's Ouija. (laughs) Yeah, which it's spelled here. Let me get the exact spelling. Yeah, I was saying it wrong. In Spanish, it's... Ouija. Ouija. Oh, that's what it is in English, too. I was saying it wrong. It's Ouija, I guess. It's O-U-I-J-A. I grew up thinking it was Ouija with an I. I think everybody says that, though. A Ouija board, yeah. Ouija, yeah. Everybody says that. It's really a Ouija board. Uh-huh. So Ouija. I don't I don't know if Ouija. I'm going to be able to change. Ouija. No. <laughs> uh, let's go with Ouija just because that's what people know. The common nomenclature. Ouija, Ouija. So there you go. So we did have an Ouija story. It was mine involving uh-huh. my brother and I. But you claim to have one of your own. It wasn't of my own. No, I, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> because because of this story, um, not yours, obviously, the one that I can tell. But it, it basically is one of those like urban legends. But it, it was an urban legend that, you know, it was around my center around my grandpa and his group of friends probably my grandpa at our age you know like grandpa and my grandma at our age and just they would hang out with their friends and stuff and I guess like some of them I don't know if my grandpa and my grandma were part of it but I think they might have been but you know how like some like people do parties and and couples come together for parties and they were getting together to play Ouija board (laughs) Were yeah. these like swinger parties where yeah, that was with the a intro? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Take off your clothes. <laughs> I feel like my grandpa's style was just, you know. Scare him naked? Uh, probably more like just uh, his secretaries or, <laughs> oh. or the women that were, you know, not around. He wouldn't swing with his own wife, in other words. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I actually don't know. But for what my mom has told us. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. That's, yeah. Well, you'll, you you people will get to, you know, judge on your own tw- through my own stories of my grandpa and my dad, who you like better. Tan prefers my dad. No disrespect to no, no, abuelo no. Hey. and abuela. No, they're they're all good. Everybody's happy. My grandma was great. <laughs> yeah, I I loved my grandpa too. I mean, I was his favorite. I'm sure I would have enjoyed him as well. I just think that he was probably a mobster <laughs> in real life. I don't think so. <laughs> well, we'll talk more on that later. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should do some sort of research or something. But we've danced around your Ouija story. Let's oh hear yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Sorry. And so they were getting all together to play, and apparently. They contacted like a bad spirit or a spirit that wouldn't leave them alone. And I don't know which one of the of the friends, but it wasn't my grandpa and grandma. It was like one of the, you know, <laughs> like it's the, that's where the urban legend comes. Yeah. Like no one knows who it was, but one of the couples. 
<laughs> the ones that hosted that or started that, you know, yeah. they they were like their furniture would move all by <laughs> itself and like the the it would like open and close the doors just like what you hear on or what you watch in movies, you know. Yeah. Um, so they were being spooked and then finally a father had to come and like bless the house but it, they were never the same they were still always kind of haunted and you know so it was like very much an urban legend that with a catholic twist yeah with a very very catholic twist and it was definitely told to us you know as a don't touch those things and so to me when you told me <laughs> that you have basically danced with a devil <laughs> just kidding That was scary. Money I was like, babe, we're going to have to figure out what kind of portal you opened. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it gave me my superpowers. Ooh, that's that's why. And that's why Travis, uh, you know, time travels. Because <laughs> he, yeah, he got his powers. <laughs> And you're like a, a musical genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about that. So who told you that story? Was that from your grandparents or was that from your mom? From my mom and then my grandparents would. Oh, my so, my grandma, I think, would say stuff like that. So here's my interpretation of that story. I think yeah. that your grandma, maybe, or maybe it was your grandfather, was afraid of those things. And uh -huh. maybe that happened, that there was house parties where they yeah. did that as a, a 60s cool guy kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But I doubt there was any real I know. <laughs> blowback. And it was more embellishment to just scare you out of using it all together <laughs> absolutely because i think it was around the time that like alex has always loved any good like vampire any of that stuff like she loves any of that supernatural witchy stuff you know but she uh, won't touch a ouija board well but i think maybe at one point she started asking because her friends were starting mm. like around your age that yeah, you said like you 12, were 13, yeah 14. yeah i think at that time and maybe i didn't even know what it was but i think her friends since she was a little bit Actually, we were just one year apart too, but somehow Alex always felt way, way older. Like she was just always like way, like, like wise beyond her years in some ways. Alex, I'm not calling you wise. <laughs> just in some way. No, I'm just kidding. No, but yeah, she definitely had some more adult interest in, in ways. And so I remember her, maybe, maybe I'm not remembering right, but I remember her asking what that was and then those stories started you know coming out yeah that's urban a, legend that's like the classic parrot fear mm -hmm. technique oh i mean <laughs> there's probably you know throughout this podcast many of those will come out so i'll share them <laughs> they're fun like hmm we would rather you be severely afraid yeah than possibly enjoy yourself because let's be honest it's a novelty device it's not proven to be any conduit between the living and the dead Yeah. All of that is in your head and your hands. And I think that people can even fake themselves out that they're moving it in the direction that they want. It's all so subtle and psychological. And when you add the concept that there's multiple people contributing, so there's everybody's accountable, yet someone's got to be moving the damn thing. Yeah, like that's... I don't, I don't know. I don't think that I could ever believe that someone is not moving it unless everyone like removes their hands. Yeah. And it moves on its own. Why doesn't it just move on its own? Yeah, exactly. Why do we all need to touch it? Yeah. So that's kind of where the skeptic in me comes out. Yeah. I, you know, the skeptic in me also is like, you know, I think we both have like a very 
skeptic side to this. I mean, we kind of are cynical about these stories. <laughs> Which is why I can take it a lot lighter. Yeah. <laughs> you can, I did not have conditioned fear. I no. did have conditioned fears. And remember, my mom told me these stories because since she had seen them since she was young or whatever, she didn't, I guess she wasn't really that spooked by them anymore, you know? Yeah, it was just like kind of commonplace type. So for her, it's just like, hey, about it. letting you know, <laughs> you might see something at one point. <laughs> never happened though. It's never happened to me. Yeah. Well. Thank God. <laughs> I don't have one, so I don't even have the guitar that has one on it. Thank, thank God, too. I'm going to just keep saying that. I'm just kidding. I have another story, though. Let's hear it. This one had more witnesses and more confirmation. Hmm, okay. um, but it involves my mom doing like a tarot reading. Doing one for a person? For her cousin, who was the same age from like the daughter of my grandpa's brother. So like same age. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So they were both very witchy women. They, they like both of them. They both like really like, it seems like in some way, some witchiness came easy to my mom. And uh, it seemed in some way to my tia, my tia Mecha, she's passed away now. Maybe she chased that a little bit more. I'm not sure. I mean, she had a very witchy essence, but she also chased it a lot more than whatever my mom ever did. And, just to clarify a little bit, when you say a witchy essence, you're not talking about going around casting spells on people. No, I'm just... talking about like when you see uh, like Sandra Bullock and... Um, <laughs> More of a look. Yeah, a look and like there's just something about them, you know, it looks witchy, you know, like mm -hmm. that. So I would just de de like in Practical Magic, that's what I was referring to. Sandra Bullock and what's the other? Uh, Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Yeah. You know how they just like, they look like a little bit just just edgy in a in a witchy way <laughs> there's just something about them uh, so they were like that and i think when they were young my mom was like practicing reading tarot cards to her cousin meche my my tia meche and she read that oh it says here that somebody in your family is in a plane and there's going to be an accident and it's going to happen <laughs> to them that's pretty specific uh, very specific and then all of a sudden when my mom is like reading that she like hears a, a scream like ah. I don't know if it was just like a scream like that or a tete like a tete someone yelling, like, her, name. Someone yelling her name again. I think that's what it was because that's that's the shitty part of her stories. They all had like that thread of somebody <laughs> someone yelling her name. This is so creepy. Weird. I know. And then uh, what happened? Okay, yeah. And then they just like put the cards away. Because it got really spooked because of the yell. What made her say that specific of a forecast? I don't know how, because all my Oracle ones, they don't have that. But maybe somehow her Oracle had that specific forecast. That's uh, crazy. Something about, or maybe it wasn't that specific. Maybe it was just like someone you love is going to be in an accident or something like that. And they had no idea that at that same time, my tia Mecha's, uh, or so father so my my grandpa's brother was actually in a plane and had an accident and the plane had an accident yeah or he I, had an accident on the plane i think the plane had an accident <laughs> like there was some sort of accident but nothing happened to him i think just like he like uh had an injury in his ear like to his ear like it just dropped 
elevation. I think so. Yeah. 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 They were in That's a little crazy. plane. But yeah, it was maybe it wasn't as specific of a reading. I'm, I might be misremembering the plane being mentioned, but just that, like, they got super spooked and they never, like, my mom doesn't really like doing tarot cards because of that. And no one found out what the origin of the scream was. No, no one did. But we lived with my tia Meche's mom, so my tia Meche Grande. That's how you differentiate. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so weird, but we had Meche Chica and Meche Grande. Gotcha. Uh, so. We lived with her and, and, you know, my tia Meche Chica was always around and uh, she she verified the story too. Like she was there and I feel like she was a very, like she didn't lie all that much, yeah. you know. She's a very honest woman. She almost. had nothing to gain from the situation. No, she had not. No, she was definitely a very honest woman no matter how raw <laughs> the honesty was. She was pretty honest. Hmm. Well... Hopefully no one died from the scream or anything. Mm -hmm. And that's crazy that there was an actual incident with a plane. There's so many things with that tia. And I think that's going to be my last. It's not a spooky story, but it's just like a family thing with that particular tia. She, she is rumored to have had a, like a business partner that was like worshiper of La Santa Muerte. <laughs> uh, and, and keep in mind, this is in Veracruz where there is a lot of people because yeah. of the area of Catemaco which we have an episode coming out on that that we have yet to edit, but uh, we're working on that. But that's the area Catemaco where there's a lot of like witches and like people who, you know, worship the devil or whatever. So that it's very common to hear these kind of stories in that area of Mexico, down, down south usually. It's very, very common, lots of lore. So yeah, it, it was rumored that that partner basically uh, worshipped La Santa Muerte and kind of put a curse on my tia. <laughs> Here we go I know, again. curses, curses, <laughs> curses. And and my tia's health started deteriorating, so they all, everybody always blamed the curse. Like, she started to limp at one point. Like, her, she she got, I don't remember the name of the, the disease where your skin kind of patches different colors. Hmm. Like the pigment, mm -hmm, the pigmentation she got, like what Michael Jackson had. Yeah, hmm. yeah. she she had something like that, but it, it was like very noticeable in different patches. You know, she had lupus, which might have been the reason of the patches. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a lot of unfortunate circumstances converged to self fulfill this prophecy yeah. for her. Yeah, and like seriously, and she just recently passed passed away, but definitely just lived a pretty cursed life after that i think i don't know exactly what happened because we didn't know her that well back then but she definitely was believed to be cursed yeah yeah that's my last spooky story i guess <laughs> that's pretty spooky my family's so weird leave so, it on a curse <laughs> just just leave it <laughs> well hopefully we're not getting cursed in all, all the places that we go around and have odd interactions with people no <laughs> Again, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I just think that they're self-fulfilling. Like, yeah, the, it's just kind of like people, are you, do you, are you serious? Or are you just joking? Yeah, I'm mostly joking. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I'm like trying to like explain it in a different way for you. <laughs> no, I'm like, I, baby, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I don't believe in, in the power of anyone else to influence okay, yes. my current trajectory. <laughs> Good. Um, there's definitely the capability that they can affect 
your psyche at any given yeah. time and get Especially in your head and tell you yeah and then we're right back in the self-fulfilling prophecy territory yeah. so i try to avoid those as much as possible yeah so i think we can leave spooky stories let's leave them behind let's leave them behind it's too dark anyway <laughs> i can't i'm not gonna be able to sleep that's right so let's move on to something a little less scary yeah. aliens super scary do 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 Honestly, even that creeps me out. Like, <laughs> I think aliens scare me. I don't know which one scares me more, ghosts. I Did I say I'm such a baby? Like, I get scared with everything. <laughs> so all of this is going to give me nightmares. <laughs> uh, I think aliens scare me the most. Maybe because all the alien documentaries are the most scary. <laughs> aliens are pretty frightening uh -huh. because the likelihood, well the likelihood that life exists outside of earth is near certain it's statistically impossible that there's all these other planetary bodies floating around there that don't have similar conditions to earth that would have life occur in whatever state that that planet's in i'm not saying it's going to look like what we are and have here on earth but the likelihood is so low that you'd have a really hard time disproving the existence of life elsewhere. Yeah. So there's point number one. There's also a very low statistical chance that humans are the apex of the universe as far as capabilities and what we've created and are capable of creating. Mm -hmm. It's nearly impossible. Like There has to be something more advanced. And therefore, would that advanced society want to travel and make contact elsewhere? It seems very likely. So yeah. I have a hard time personally disproving the existence of aliens. I haven't been anally probed <laughs> or encountered aliens in any way, shape or form to my knowledge. And I've really tried. I want to so badly. I look at the sky every chance I get when I'm not in a city hoping to see something abnormal and if that comes at the cost of being abducted no <laughs> so what? be it no, no not necessarily i don't want to go that far but no <laughs> what but the, the i don't even look i don't want oh to see come it. on <laughs> come on you don't want to know i think <laughs> based on those two statistical you don't want to know. <laughs> likelihoods it's just like Come on, there's got to be some sort of aliens out there. Plus, let's not discount the fact that the United States government just kind of slipped that one in there a little bit in a memo oh, recently yeah. under Trump. Oh, under yeah, by the Trump. way, aliens exist. And we're moving on. And, Next scandal. Yeah. And back to... <laughs> Digest that on your own time, yeah. folks. So there's a lot to unpack with that. But there's you're starting to see a lot more actual evidence from credible sources like air force pilots and all of these other people who would be out in these areas where you can see the sky really well and it makes sense that people in big cities would not necessarily have a lot of sightings like in salt lake city this is a big city but it throws up a lot of light and it would be the perfect place for an alien ship to hide, honestly. So uh, you can go <laughs> off the deep end with, oh my God. <laughs> with these, you know, weigh your statistical likelihoods and come up with all kinds of crazy possibilities, but you can't disprove it. <laughs> yeah. 
and all of the documented alien sightings, some of them are bullshit, absolutely. But you also have crop circles, which some of them are bullshit too. But what do you feel about crop circles? I'm not sure. Like, yeah, I guess I, I, I don't know what else could cause them. <laughs> well, there are really, really, really good crop circle artists, I think they call themselves, where they can, in the span of one evening, uh-huh. go and make a design so intricate that you would think it would have to be from out of this world, but it's really made by man, and that's been proven, and there are people who own up to that. But then there's these other ones that are inexplainable, number one, and number two are really, really old, and you just d- got to wonder, yeah, what the hell's doing that? Yeah, there's always... Some unexplained. Yeah. Scary. And I think that's what I like about the notion of aliens Mm -hmm. is that they're not in all likelihood out to get you. If there is life out there and it's trying to make contact with us, it might even be energy that we can't even perceive. And What if it's just us coming, (laughs) trying to contact ourselves? You know, these are all... And why, if it's ourselves, why are we anal probing each other? (laughs) ourselves you know like that's what i want to know that makes the most sense because humans are just sick fucks so of course we're going to use every excuse we can to anal probe each other maybe like your future self's just letting you know hey this 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 is what it's like in the future (laughs) or maybe don't forget to try this (laughs) or whatever true so i don't i i've Changed my answer fully to I don't want to be abducted. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. Why? Well, I, I you don't just... <laughs> want to be <laughs> I don't think that that happens as often as people say. I don't know why that's always like thrown <laughs> yeah. in there. It, it's like the language of wackos. It's like yeah. if you're gonna have a story, I was so naked pretty... and like what? what? And, like... and my ass hurt, so I must have been anally probed. You, you might have gotten raped by someone. <laughs> you should probably look into that. <laughs> But you should probably look into that. I don't know about your little alien scenario, but no, I was an alien and they probed me. (laughs) Here's hoping. Oh, God. (laughs) Terrible. I don't think I do. I don't think I've had any actual alien encounters, like I said, but I I don't I haven't had any. I I feel like one time I don't know why I always go like, no, I don't have any. And then I'm like, but this one time, (laughs) no, it wasn't me. I just remember. And I remember being a kid and just like, I remember my thoughts and that's, that's what I remember. But so in, when I was little in Veracruz, I remember seeing, I think it was, this is going to sound so stupid and pretentious, but we had a lady who was a cleaning lady. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. the best way I can put it. Her name was Chalia. She's the greatest. She's so sweet. (laughs) And she came over one night with her son. And they they were kind of like really happy. And they both yelled at us, Vimos un ovni, vimos un ovni. Like, we just saw a UFO. We just saw a UFO. (laughs) Happily? Yeah, like super excited and happy. And I was like, 
Like, how do you know that's like? <laughs> I call like, bullshit on that. I know me, seven year old me or whatever. I was like, no, that like nah, you did. Have you not seen the 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 Discovery Channel specials on that? They're all fake. <laughs> They're fake. You probably just saw a plane or something. Like, you can't just say that on your own eyes. Like people who tell me no, for sure that was like. How do you know? Because all I saw was like a light. So. So Unless, what was her evidence? Did her evidence that she just couldn't tell what it was? <laughs> and what did she describe? Just like a light that she couldn't tell what it was. It could be anything. Mm, satellite. Yeah, it could be anything. I mean, she was convinced though. It's like the light in the house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was just like, yeah, that. I don't know. I'm like, there's not a lot of evidence. I'm <laughs> seven year old me. Just you wrote like, it off pretty quickly. I was like, no, this is not true. I, Next. <laughs> if you had more evidence, I didn't hear it. <laughs> Where are the pics? Show me the saucer. Show me something. <laughs> Did you record it? <laughs> yeah. Well, and with all the cameras rolling these days, there actually are a lot more oh, uh, no. UFO sightings that are caught on camera. And you can YouTube a ton of them. I don't want to. No. <laughs> well, and most of them are, again, probably military or something like that. That's explainable. But some of them are just totally bizarre where the light just defies physics. And you just want to know what the hell's going on there. Yeah. And there, are, there are a ton of cameras out there now. <laughs> a ton of cameras. Ton you're of like... Ca- like the entire country... <laughs> Of Russia has a, a camera in their vehicle because it's so corrupt and <laughs> every, everyone tries to scam you by throwing themselves in front of you. So I think that aliens exist and we will have evidence of it soon. What is your final take on aliens? Oh, they're scary. All I think is the movie Signs and <laughs> it's terrifying. Well, okay. So <laughs> that leads us perfectly into our final topic of our potpourri or potpourri is what frightens you can we call it spookery spookery <laughs> or pot spookery yeah i don't know <laughs> we'll see so many names what scares me aliens for sure are high up there they've always been they're just i think darkness really scares me just whatever's in the dark mm-hmm. what i what i can't see are the unknown that really spooks me. So the fear of aliens means that you believe in them and mm. their existence, right? I guess so, yeah. Like the the Guija too, I guess it makes me a believer in whatever is behind it. Which is, again, whatever's in the darkness. What lurks in the darkness, I don't know what it is. Is it within me? Is it scary? I don't know. Mm. <laughs> I should ask my meditation teacher. <laughs> yeah, that's it. A... That's so crazy, right? Like to really get to your deep fears. And so, yeah, for me, I guess the darkness and whatever's, you know, hiding behind it. And I don't mean to belittle that fear, but I, I kind of have <laughs> the opposite <laughs> of relationship with darkness. Uh-huh. I've always been drawn towards the darkness. <laughs> I have a very dark sense of humor. And yeah. That I really appreciate that actually. Um, you will not. <laughs> you will definitely commit to a very dark joke at a very inappropriate time. Usually, and the commitment. You know that's what makes it. 
you got to commit. You can't maybe go not in. everyone's laughing, <laughs> but it for sure is a funny moment. But the people who I want to be laughing, yeah, I are laughing for sure. Laugh. <laughs> so there's there's that aspect of me. Yeah, I definitely have been drawn towards dark media and cartoons. <laughs> definitely allow for darkness but but that's not in darkness though that's just yeah and in its net effect is light and lightheartedness for okay. for me which is odd but the actual physical darkness too i've always enjoyed the time after dark when like especially around halloween especially because it seems like the sun is going down well in upstate New York again, where uh -huh. let's be regional. The sun goes down at like 430 oh. <laughs> by October. And they used to do daylight savings, I think, in October, too. So Halloween was a dark event. And just that whole transition from fall to winter, the nights start to get darker. And you as a kid, I, I, or I as a kid, I guess, would try to stay out later and later in the dark <laughs> <laughs> how late it was probably not as late as i thought like midnight but uh-huh you oh, know that's that's late for a kid for it for me now it's incredibly late. <laughs> <laughs> and i yeah. don't i think i got over it because i don't really like staying up all that late these days that's just because i'm an old man yeah <laughs> me too <laughs> but the darkness at night was always, I don't know, again, you could be mischievous, you could be, you could go unseen better. And I like that aspect of doing stuff without people really knowing you what's could happening. Go, what did you do? <laughs> what did nothing, you do? To nothing too nefarious, but you know, as a kid, we would drive around and throw stuff off the Osable Chasm Bridge and watch That's it explode so at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> you could have killed somebody, baby. <laughs> no, there's no people down there. It's oh. it's on to it's so the Osable Chasm Bridge is this pretty impressive bridge where I grew up over a, <clears throat> a chasm. They don't call them canyons in the East Coast for whatever reason. Uh -huh. But this is basically just a canyon that the bridge spans and it's probably like a hundred, hundred twenty feet to the bottom. And what'd you throw down there? <laughs> mostly like bowling balls <laughs> oh my where'd was, you get them from so like what? The yard sales Th these were like whatever we could find at thrift stores and yard sales <laughs> that you could carry we would and who would go there with you oh i don't want to incriminate anybody oh. because this is in fact illegal and i don't suggest doing this but this, these are the things that children did in the 90s growing up so you didn't do it you just heard that you're I, like yeah let's urban go legend let's that go with some that. kids did that at one point yeah some allegedly kids, whatever some hooligans some ne'er-do-wells <laughs> would do these things and i heard about it yeah so let's say that you hypothetically witness things going down why what would hypothetically what would your feelings be about that like why would you continue to do that <laughs> <laughs> so i remember being a destructive child <laughs> uh -huh. in that it was fun to break things uh-huh and there was a, a little bit of vandal in everybody and keysville i think <laughs> it's like really hard scrabble living yeah <laughs> everyone thought that they were a gangster so everybody was trying to be hard 
that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. So who can make the like the loudest ruckus? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Allegedly, obviously. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah, and every every kid goes through their rebellious stage and Yeah. I certainly did. I just didn't get caught. That was always my <laughs> So that's why you like the darkness? I guess, yeah. It gave me a cover under which to not get caught doing naughty things. I mean, you definitely... Like, we were just talking about it, right? Like, I, I've told you, you... I always tell him he looks like the, the cute boy in the sitcom in the 90s. <laughs> but he looks like the, the one that would be the bad boy. Like, <laughs> not the good one. <laughs> not the... Uh, what was it called? Brandon. He was the other one. What's What's the other one? I assure you, oh I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Know. I can't remember the name of the 90210 stars. <laughs> uh, the bad boy that... Um, Luke. Luke Perry, Perry. yes. That's his, that's his, act, his actual yeah, I name. I don't know the character. Yeah, I don't know it either. But anyway, I'm sure somebody, whoever's listening is like yelling the name at us. <laughs> but that guy, oh my gosh, what was his name? So let's tie everything back to your fear of darkness here. So that's where we started. And I countered by saying that that was always kind of some place that was comfortable for me so a yin and yang type of fear for you and i yeah and if i were to be asked the same question what frightens me mm-hmm. i think i still have to say spiders what? <laughs> <laughs> i what? <laughs> hate spiders you know i at one point in my life i was really scared of them and then i moved out like 100 percent on my own and i just was like you know, I either learn to live the with spider. them or I'm going to have to learn to kill them. Yeah. So it depends on the proximity. I let them be. I try not to kill them either. Yeah. If it's a super threatening looking spider. Uh, yeah. <laughs> or like way above my head. You and... got to do what you got to do. Yeah. And and I'll be honest, I am. I can tie it to the movie Arachnophobia, I think, because I grew up in a spot where there were big wolf spiders is what they're called. Oh my God, let me see. Go ahead and look it up. It's it's kind of a hairy, menacing looking spider that's entirely harmless and just eats bugs. And it's a really good thing to have around. I I just want to do a little bracket here. And the name of the bad boy is uh, Luke Perry and Dylan. 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 And the good boy is Brandon. And a wolf spider. Let's see, wolf. First of all... (sighs) They're so scary looking. They make their nests right by your front door too. So like you walk in the house and if there's a light and in most cases you have like a motion light or something, it comes on and it shines and there's this giant Shelob-esque web. Oh my God. <laughs> and there's a fucking huge quarter size uh, spider. Quarter size, <laughs> oh, we're going to die. That... We, we lost every listener by now. <laughs> Every person. Well, left. <laughs> the point I'm trying to make is that didn't bother me all that much until Arachnophobia came out, which was what, Ugh. like 91 or two or three I don't or even four. think I've seen that. It's early 90s and uh-huh. it's, it's a John Goodman movie with Jeff Bridges and no, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise is that this killer spider makes it across the Atlantic or something. It's like a Asian banana spider. Maybe it's Ew, from South how, America or something. Like how big is it? It's a big ass tarantula looking spider that is the 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 first spider. But that's like not the scary spider. <laughs> the situation advances to where that one <laughs> spider just like multiplies under this house that 
that Jeff Daniels and his family owns. And it the spiders come out of the fucking shower. No. And they just like... <laughs> That's not even possible. <laughs> it was... It was very defining <laughs> as far disgusting. as hammering in a fear, and I'll I, I've never <laughs> I've never watched it as an adult. I don't intend to, but no. it probably looks cheesy as hell now. <laughs> but it was yeah, it probably does. Freaking terrifying, and it really made my dislike for spiders turned up to eleven. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I've never seen the movie. I don't think I want to watch it. I feel like I've seen a bird, the birds movie that oh, is very similar to. Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. I mean, you're also not a big fan of birds, right? <laughs> uh, no, not incredibly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like things diving at my face and head. If that's what you're asking. I'm. I. I don't like. I feel like you view a bird as it always attacking you. No bird has ever attacked you. Are you kidding me? You've never owned chickens, obviously. Oh I yeah. No, chickens. I've never. They are attacking animals. Birds but are. Those are specific, and you chose to own them. Yeah, but birds are vicious and violent, and descendants of dinosaurs. <laughs> so, never underestimate a bird's ability to poop on you, or just. Or just to fuck with you. Just to fuck with you. So, there you go. No no offense, <laughs> bird lovers out there. But birds wow, are... babe. <laughs> food. Food. <laughs> so, th- that scares me, but... And birds. Th- birds don't scare me. They just more... Annoy you? Yeah, I haven't, I'm not endeared to them. I love them. I told you I want to be a bird next life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're going to hate me. <laughs> no. You'll be a very graceful bird, I'm sure. <laughs> the other things that frighten me are more conceptual. Oh, like, <laughs> like the world ending? Yeah, or just general society collapsing and yeah. having to make our way without electricity, running water, and internet. Yeah, that's horrible. I'd be cold every day. <laughs> Yeah, we, we think of those things as a, a human right at this point. Yeah. But we could live in a situation where there's no water at any point in the American Southwest. That You'd have to... The drought could really sting us very, yeah. very easily. And the wildfires are already having a huge effect on all kinds of things. The economy, of course, not to mention the actual forest going up in flames yeah and the the quality of the air and the air quality us. is terrible downstream and just the just general ruin the quality of the water too eventually y- yeah the general notion of all the that stuff in the air it has a lot of consequences yeah so if we had to live in our truck or whatever uh, we'd have to find a way to broadcast our podcast, <laughs> podcast on on, podcast. on the radio or something like yeah without, evolve yeah or like go backwards <laughs> yeah and I don't want to be alarmist or anything I don't believe in conspiracy theories that there's a shadow puppet controlling the universe but I do think that society is on a much narrower razor edge than most people want to believe. And yeah, it won't take many more huge events to just push things over the edge and descend into all-out chaos. And who's to say what'll happen when, when, and if that happens? 
No, yeah, it's really scary to think about it. And and it seems like huge events happen constantly. Yeah, like, in higher frequency. Mm-hmm. It's just like weather events and just any things mm-hmm. and different weather things or different disasters that are not supposed to happen in your area start to happen. And I mean, a volcano or, you know, you never, you just never know. Yeah. It could be wiped out mm-hmm. tomorrow. So if you walk around this earth in a complacent haze, then I guess more power to you. <laughs> yeah. But it certainly gives me a little more impetus to prepare for a situation. And I don't want to call myself a prepper by any means because I think those people are mostly doing it just for show. Or they work out they, of compulsion. They work out of fear. And yeah. and so then that's really spreading fear, mm-hmm. you know, amongst their own community and people around them. Yeah. Like my friend who encountered possibly a prepper, possibly a hoarder, a, a killer <laughs> on a little trail. I mean, that person was like in full. Actually, that's we should do a whole episode on preppers and what they would look like. Because like, what would a prepper look like? <laughs> you know? I don't know. Because <laughs> we'll this guy was in full camo. Day. Yeah. So, yeah. Be careful out there. If you're out, out on a trail, single ladies, just be careful. <laughs> Good advice, always. Yeah. Be careful with the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. That, that stuff is also very frightening. If we're talking mm-hmm. about things that frighten me, it's the in notion of you or someone else that I love being out and about in the world and some dumb attack happens from mm-hmm. some jackass that you have no control over. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that fall under the category of I can't really worry about that because if I did, I would just be... Never be able to do anything. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I mean, yeah, the you know mortality of any one of us here in this house, you, me, and the animals is definitely scary Mm -hmm. i would say also there's this other fear i guess i kind of at least wanted to and we're doing it we're doing the podcast i feel like at least that at one way we're contributing to society or just to the world and at least know that maybe we were able to make it a better place for someone at some little moment and that was at one point that I think that's a big fear that I maybe never would leave the world not leaving in a better place. Mm-hmm. I think that's a fairly healthy fear. I don't know if any fear is necessarily healthy, but if you're going to have a fear, that's a good one because that will motivate you to do better things and be a better person and inspire people one way or the other. And yeah, I hope that this podcast really inspires a lot of people and that we can touch a lot of people and start a lot of different conversations so yeah keep that in mind and inspire people to talk yeah don't let fear rule your choices i think yeah ask your friends ask your partner or your uh lover (laughs) what's your biggest fear and you might talk for hours yeah, and you might find that their biggest fear is having that specific conversation. <laughs> yeah. Because be. they don't want to talk about it. Most people are very afraid to name their fears and or to explore make them their real. feelings too. Yeah, exactly. So give it a shot. 
Yeah, it's fun. And hopefully you can discover some things about yourself as well. Yep. So here we are deep into Halloween. We still have one more left, right? Uh, yeah. I think so, this was a bonus episode. Bonus this might episode. be a bonus one. Might well, get it right on Halloween. Who knows? Ho- hold on to your hats, folks. <laughs> Halloween is They're right all mixed the up. None of them are in order, so. True. To drive the OCD people crazy. <laughs> Alex, that's that's for you. Yeah. <laughs> there is no order. I Just think chaos. that uh, when my sister comes and visits, uh, her... She'll wh- be a guest. She'll be a guest. She'll be like, isn't there like a... a uh, for Seinfeld, there's like a Newman episode, right? <laughs> yeah. Alex will be like the novelty, <laughs> like that novelty <laughs> part of it. So we'll look forward to having Alex on <laughs> yeah. the show. And she can tell us her story about when um, she was haunted by an entity. And that, that would be a story for another day, I guess. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. <laughs> we'll have to save it for next year's next Halloween year, extravaganza. But Ooh, spectacular. It's good that we have so much to talk about in this month that we love so much. Yeah. So hopefully you folks are enjoying it as much as we are. And as always, we hope to hear about your conversations on these topics and beyond. Yes. Thank you for listening. And bye. Bye.